0: It's been like 60. I know. So cold. I <laughs> have to wear a light coat, light <laughs> jacket.
1: God damn.
0: Seriously, I've had jackets like friggin' the last months or so. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's not what I signed up for. Stupid. Anyway. Okay. Listen. I don't want to dilly-daddle too long at the front of this thing because Mm -hmm. I really want to hear your goddamn this week because I know what it is (laughs) and I need to know the story. You do know what it is. (laughs) Uh, Well, first, gosh, don't get ahead of yourself. Welcome to episode 28, people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, here's my goddamn and I'm (laughs) Erin. Best intro we've ever done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just get right into it because I know you're fucking dying to hear it. I am. So the other night, I woke up at like one thirty in the morning because I heard a male voice in like I don't know fucking the ether, and <laughs> I thought it was coming from my baby's room like no the baby no. monitor. yeah so i was like the fuck no so i looked at the security camera to be like uh is there someone actively kidnapping my baby right oh, now no 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 no! the sheer terror yeah and he well, he was fine he was a little bit fussing around like rolling but he, there was nothing in there and i was like there's That's a man weird. in my room yelling mom yeah <laughs> can't yeah sleep. there weren't like hands reaching down for him <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there like, you know, now your heart's pounding and you uh-huh. can't sleep. And then I heard it again and it was coming from outside. It was the cops. And oh my God. They were on their like loudspeaker thing being like, residents of street next to mine or house <laughs> next to mine. Come out with your hands up. We <sighs> have the house surrounded. And so I got up and went, cause that's Brandon's side of the, of the bed is like right next to that window. So then I got up and went around and I was like, well, let's see what's going on out here yeah, what are the neighbors into yeah and <laughs> fucking right there like I can see this house I have a front row seat uh-huh. and there's cops lining the street blocking off the street surrounding oh, this house shit. that's on the corner and it's fucking SWAT oh my god <laughs> so I was like Brandon there's hot the team's here. Yeah, there's cops outside. And he was like, huh. And I was like, "Ben, there's cops outside. Like, this is something that he gets excited about, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, there's cops outside. You need to fucking wake up right now. And I'm like, like shaking him. Were you like, turn on the scanner? Right? <laughs> and he was just like, huh, like whatever. And then I was like, can you hear me? <laughs> and he said yes. And I was like, there are cops outside. And then they set off a flashbang grenade oh. <laughs> thing, whatever those things are called. That's a loud ass fucking noise and a really bright light oh my god and brandon goes "What the fuck was that (laughs) i'm like motherfucker i have been trying to tell you there are cops outside (laughs) oh shit and so he finally gets up because that'll wake anybody up uh yeah and it's like we live in like a a valley, so it just echoes through the whole fucking place. It oh was loud as hell. I'm sure all of a sudden, like the dogs started barking. Surprisingly, as... the dogs weren't going really. Yeah, because you're right. Like usually the dogs will go crazy in this valley, but yeah. no, they weren't. They weren't doing anything. So interesting. I They're was like, like, oh, it's just the cops. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stay quiet so they can get this perp. <laughs> So I was looking out the window and Brandon got up and was like, I'm going outside, right? Like he's going on the balcony, which overlooks this house. And so he's out there and we're just watching and they're like, oh, we're fucking have your house surrounded. Come out, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And they're setting off flashbangs in the back of the house. Like, I don't know if that's what they're called. That's what I think they're called. So if anyone is like, the fuck is a (laughs) flashbang? I think you're, it's not, when you said that, I can picture it. Yeah, it flashes and it bangs. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know about them. And so Brandon was like, usually they send those, like they throw those and then they just rush in. Because, yeah. Because like, that's like, a, oh, we're distracted, right? And like, yeah. I don't know, war movies, your ears are ringing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't like, say anything. Ah. Scares them. Yeah. Startles them. So that's happening. And they're like, just still repeating over the thing. Like, oh, come out. We have your house surrounded. So then after a pretty tense standoff, one oh, person comes out the front door, and there's like green laser pointers, like mm, <gasps> you know, yeah, laser pointers. I'm sure, right? Uh, Those are guns. Yeah, yes, <laughs> so they're not laser pointers. And so, so they're the like, gun is aimed. yeah, <laughs> like circling this person, like mm, I'm gonna get him. And this motherfucker just moseys down the stairs, like do <gasps> do And I'm like, I would have been like hands up, everything. No, this person was just like whatever. I'm coming out. Get you got me. Yeah, and this <laughs> is after like ten minutes, fifteen minutes or oh, so. Shit. So like. This is a tense standoff. And then uh, this person yeah. moseys out. So then they shoot out the windows of this house. What? They After sh- the guy came out? Yeah, because that apparently wasn't the guy. Oh, so that's there's why another person is out. Oh, that's a really good friend, by the way, to, like, mosey out with a bunch of uh, guns pointed at your ass. Yeah. I'll create a diversion. I'll create a diversion. I feel like I would have been like, why'd you get me into this? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go out there. Yeah. I got to go now. Yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> come outside not to say like you're a great friend for coming outside but to be like you know nonchalant about it yeah (laughs) like there's nothing here that's nothing more suspicious than that (laughs) it's fine there's no like dangerous person inside no (laughs) so they come out and then they fucking shoot out the windows of this house like all of them oh shit and then they throw in Fucking smoke bombs! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! So, Did they have like fucking zip lines and grapple hooks sending them in? Not yet. No, they, <laughs> they shot them in with like a shotgun or something. It was the kitchen window, and I saw something go in because again, didn't have my glasses on. I saw something go in, and then I saw a bunch of like sparkles and shit, and then just smoke started oh, fucking shit. pouring out. And I was like, Did "This motherfucker just light his house on fire!" Oh my god! Because that's going to create a problem for everyone in my goddamn neighborhood. Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to have to put pants on. <laughs> this isn't okay. Uh, yeah. And so, like, my stomach dropped and everything. I was like, motherfucker, why didn't they just go in? And then they would have <laughs> solved this whole fucking problem. But, no, it was Okay well but okay i mean it was just smoke bombs planned (laughs) yeah so they threw those in and like fucking again 10 minutes later or something this person finally comes out of the garage which was open like halfway yeah and so they just like mosey on out like you got me oh my god seriously dude so then that guy comes out and then the cops are like let's break all the rest of the windows (laughs) for fucking good measure i'm not sure why (laughs) I mean, if I were a cop and it's 2 in the morning and I have all the equipment. And, and we... you had to wait that long and you're just like, <laughs> fuck these people, right? So then they had this long-ass pole with like a round thing at the end. I feel like it should be a fist. And they were just like tapping the the two-story window, like <gasps> the second story, just like tink, 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 and just taking out all of the, I the wonder glass. Why? I know why. Maybe think... to air out the house. Yeah, I think it was to air out the smoke. <laughs> but also like i'm pretty sure windows usually open yes (laughs) typically so like maybe don't cost me another fucking six hundred dollars or however much windows are i don't know that's so weird i wonder if maybe the guy was like wait i have cats in there or i have kids in there or something i don't think so So they're like let us help (laughs) let us help i think it was just to air it out because they maybe thought that that wasn't the last guy oh because then swat (gasps) fucking rushed in finally oh god rushed after like fucking 45 minutes (laughs) they go! rush in <laughs> yeah uh okay now <laughs> <laughs> should, should we go so they all go in and like you can see them in the windows because now all the windows are fucking busted out and oh stuff. my god and the lights are on in the house I don't know what they were looking for I don't know it, what they, they didn't find anyone else like no one else came out whoa yeah but holy shit right that's crazy and then and then it was done and it was like do I just go to sleep now? At one point, Brandon came back inside because, like, anytime something exciting would happen, he would run back inside and be like, did you see that? And I'd be like, yeah. Because I was literally just laying in bed, like, looking out the window still, like, ooh, this is fun. (laughs) I (laughs) get my popcorn. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I'm warm and cozy. It's fucking 50 degrees out there. I'm not going outside. (laughs) And at one point, he ran back inside and was like, yeah, they were pointing the laser pointer at me. And I was like, Brandon, that's a gun. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) I was like, what did you what were you doing and he's like nothing i was like what did you say Cause yeah he was allegedly drunk oh god when he had gone to bed so this is oh, a couple god. hours later and so i was like this motherfucker is just like spouting off his mouth right Spare like get him. yeah <laughs> look they ain't gonna come out that's not gonna do it like, whatever <laughs> stupid shit he has the peanut gallery is what i'm
1: saying <laughs> oh so then, my god the next
0: morning i woke up and i went and looked at the house because i'm like yeah I mean, I wonder, What's it look like? Yeah, what kind of shape they left it in. The fucking blinds were hanging outside of the house. The oh, windows are shit. all still out. Like, it wasn't boarded up or anything. The garage door was still open. I'm like, you, they just you, left. Yeah, you guys want, like, TVs or something? <laughs> A little bit of smoke damage, but. Wait, is it still like that? Or did they yeah. board it up? no it's still the windows are all still broken oh my god after this I want to go look yeah but I was going to show you before and then I was like no I have to tell her on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't have my glasses with me they're in the car I have them. So don't worry <laughs> I need to borrow yours yeah <laughs> well fuck man god damn yeah. yeah that was my exciting holy night holy shit give goddamn. me your goddamn Stacy okay well first of all I just want to say I saw you post on Facebook like the picture and be like "Uh, you gave little niblets I didn't know the whole story yeah yeah and so I texted you like oh uh, fucking tell me the story and you're like no you have to wait and I'm like god damn it I need to record." <laughs> Okay, so my goddamn is pregnancy-related, which is not a big shocker. I've been holding a lot of them back because I'm a miserable pregnant lady. Yeah, (laughs) it's a pretty miserable time for most pregnant people. Everyone's like, it's a beautiful experience. And I'm like, Oh, You're glowing. Yeah. uh, Bitch, that's sweat. I want. It's hot beer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have a hot flash right now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm fucking ripping my clothes off because I'm making a goddamn baby. And everybody's like, how do you feel? And you're like, oh, like I want to fucking go to sleep forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so one of the perks of pregnancy. Hashtag pregnancy perks. Pregnancy perk. Because I'm part of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. (laughs) I got them Itty Bitty Titties one of the perks is that your boobs get bigger yeah yeah you wear those v-necks now (laughs) i can wear so many things that i couldn't wear before like my fancy pretty bras that i bought forever ago when you were pregnant last time (laughs) no i bought these bras like a victoria's secret which are my size but victoria's secret is not fucking consistent like if you buy sorry for all the guy listeners this is totally a boob talk but maybe you'll learn something yeah um But Victoria's Secret has, like, t-shirt bras, and those fit my little tiny niblets perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Those ones fit perfectly. But then, like, the really pretty ones that are, like, fucking $50 a pop, they don't fit so pretty or nicely. They always, like, gape at the goddamn top, and if I wear a v-neck and bend over, the whole world can see my nipples. So... (laughs) I never get to wear those bras. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to bust out my fancy pretty bras lately, and I've been wearing them and been like, God damn, these are so pretty. I love it. Yeah, like, ah, dang, I'm dressed up on the inside. Yeah, no one will ever know except for my husband, and I got this big old pregnancy belly, so it's not like I'm strutting my stuff or anything. You're just rubbing it. But yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> But I'm still excited because shit, man, like fucking 10 years ago, I spent 50 bucks on these things, <laughs> and they're still in mint condition. You could hang that shit back up on a clothes. <laughs> fucking hanger and resell it all right so here's my fucking goddamn part about it all though Mm -hmm. is that my bras never have to actually support shit they're just there (laughs) so that you can't tell if i'm cold or not (laughs) (laughs) and now they have to support shit and you are gonna be like uh zero sympathy coming for me (laughs) because you have to deal with this all the time but holy fucking shit bras are so goddamn uncomfortable yeah. when they're actually supporting crap. Yeah. The fucking underwire. Yeah. Uh, it jabs into like your under armpit area because it's like, this is the only leverage we have. All the time. But yeah. like, it's not even like... The underwire is coming out. It's just there how it works, how it functions. Mm -hmm. And you're like, motherfucker, all day long, I'm sitting there stabbing at the side of my tit. And I'm like, in a meeting, like, goddamn, I can't wait to rip this fucking bra off when I get home. Yeah. And then wash it too many times and it'll literally stab you. Well, that is the (laughs) second part of my goddamn. Goddamn. I have... A favorite of my fancy bras that I like to wear because it's, like, the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. And literally, after fucking, like, four washes, not even that many, the wire's already coming out. Ugh. And I'm like, goddamn, I spent 50 bucks on this. I should at least get five washes out of it. At least. <laughs> like yeah. Like, 10 bucks a wash. Yeah. And that shit feels like you're dying on the inside when it yeah. starts to happen. Yeah. You ever been stabbed in the tip before? <laughs> yeah. And you're, it like, fucking hurts. I'm, like, stabbing down my cleavage with my finger trying to shove the wire back yeah, in. Yeah, trying to move it back around. Yeah. And then it hurts your finger because it's sharp, so you're, like, trying to fold yeah. the fat fabric at the bra on itself so yeah. that you get like a, a little padding on your thumb so you could shove the wire back. I in. know exactly what you're talking it about. Doesn't I know every chick here with boobs is like yeah that fucking sucks <laughs> and all the itty bitty titties are like hmm, that sounds miserable. <laughs> Wonder what that's like. Never <laughs> had that problem but yeah so anyway that's what I dealt with like one day out of the week this week was i was in a meeting and my bra started to come fucking undone and stab me in the tit and the whole time i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm for sure gonna have to get a goddamn tetanus shot now yeah why don't they just like (laughs) i don't know grind down the corners of that shit so that it's like round at least yeah i have no fucking clue because yeah the tit is probably like the least favorite part to get stabbed in yeah it's so sensitive yeah especially when you're pregnant and they're growing seriously and it's like oh my god don't even look at them they hurt (laughs) (laughs) they can feel you (laughs) yeah Oh, God, you poor soul. Anyway, that's my goddamn. Every guy is like, what the fuck does any of this mean? (laughs) Every guy now is just thinking about boobs. So you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome for the tit thoughts. (laughs) Don't think about mine. They're not that impressive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note. Yep. Are you ready to hear my story? Let's get this shit on the road <laughs> yep well we'll get it on the read. <laughs> <laughs> yes let me answer that yes i'm ready <laughs> so this is erin for anyone who hasn't been able to tell our voices apart still. I still listen to us like when before we publish and I'm like, I fucking we sound exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I don't even remember making that joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm funny. I'm like, oh, that didn't happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Okay, Erin, give us your fucking story. Okay, so mine is actually a recommendation from a listener. (gasps)
1: You, you, you.
0: Our listeners are on it with these stories that I've literally never heard of before. And then every time I look it up, I'm like, God damn, this is a good one. Seriously, me either. I was like, She said it's fucking something she's never heard on any podcast. Like, that's cool, right? And so I went and looked it up and I was like, Jesus. Ooh, I'm excited. All right. So it's from Melissa Clark. So what's up, Melissa? Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. (laughs) And I hope that you enjoy, appreciate, (laughs) appreciate the story. Yeah. Which you already know. <laughs> yeah, which you've already heard, but you can, I don't know, just hear us talk over it for a while. So, all you listeners, fucking thank Melissa. Yeah. All right. And if it sucks, it's her fault. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is the Wichita Massacre. Ooh. Yeah. It Wichita. happened in Wichita, Kansas, December 8th to the 14th in the year 2000. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it was like a spree, oh, God. one might call it. Okay. It was two brothers named Reginald and Jonathan Carr, who were 22 and 20 years old. Mm-hmm. They were from Dodge City, Kansas. Okay. But they were like, let's go on out to Wichita for this Reginald. Spree. Yes, Reginald, let's go. Right? Let's I bet us. he went by Reggie. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did, or like, Reg. Yeah. What's up, Reg? So, mm, Reginald. Mills. I'll stop. <laughs> so... A little bit about their past. Their parents were rather violent with each other, and they divorced, and their dad abandoned his responsibilities as a dad. Yep. They didn't say that he abandoned them or anything, so I'm sure that they still saw him, but he wasn't like, sup, let's play games, right? Yeah. And then their dad, <laughs> and later their mom's boyfriends and stuff, would sexually abuse their older sister. Ugh. Yeah not a great household no i wouldn't want that for a dad no their mom remarried a man and their relationship was just as bad as the first marriage oh god and there was like violence and the husband had pulled a gun on their mom at one point even holy shit so i don't know nature versus nurture or something yeah this guy didn't grow up in like a nice loving home or these guys so then the boys went to live with their grandma, but she was also a mean lady and she would punish them with an electrical cord. Ooh, uh, oh, like beat them. I would assume. Okay. Yeah, like hit them with it. My brain went through so many thoughts. They're like, <laughs> uh, what is she hooking this up to? <laughs> uh, Reginald would get into fights in school and was not doing well, obviously. He was really protective of Jonathan and mm-hmm. he started to get into drugs and like having sex and stuff of course wait did you say and started having sex and stuff yeah (laughs) this is like getting into drugs and having sex how old was he um high school so not Uh, that far-fetched sounds typical yeah yeah but also, like, he's just getting distracted, you yeah. know, drugs and girls. He was, like, the bad boy at the high school. Exactly. He was the Charlie Sheen. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so then oh, Jonathan I... attempted suicide by drinking antifreeze. No. In high school when he was, like, 16 years old. Why? Well, he didn't have a great home life. No. Suicide's Ugh. never the answer. No. But I'm just saying. Yeah. These boys were a little messed up. Yeah, okay. So then Reginald, apparently also in his early 20s, he married and divorced a couple times. And by early 20s, I mean, he was only 22 when Jesus. this all took place. And they were like, he's been married and divorced. Oh, my a God. A couple of times. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I waited a long time to do that. Not yeah. divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting on that one. <laughs> and they both had arrest records. So they weren't doing great in their life. Not stand up citizens of society. Mm, in no. society. No. So then for some reason, they decided to take that out on a bunch of people. Okay. And this became known as the Wichita Horror. Ooh. Or the Wichita Massacre. But it sounds like a scary movie. Right? The Wichita Horror. Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So no one's really sure why they went to Wichita as opposed to Dodge City, where they were from. Or, like, what actually physically prompted the spree. So then they drove to Wichita on December 8th. And once they got there, they robbed a 23-year-old man who was an assistant baseball coach named Andrew Schreiber. Okay. And then on December 11th, the brothers confronted a 55-year-old librarian as she was pulling up to her house, and they held a gun on her in an apparent, like, carjacking. Oh, shit. At her house? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, hey,
1: get Get out your car. car.
0: And she was like, "Nope, fuck that. (laughs) So then she tried to drive away. Yes. A good idea. Yeah, well, <laughs> one of the brothers shot her a bunch of times. <gasps> Not sure which brother. She didn't drive away fast enough. No. So, a neighbor ended up calling the police when they heard her car horn going off. Oh, my she God. had collapsed onto it. No. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awful. Okay, well, now I have a new complex pulling into my own driveway. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can't get away from it. So then on December 14th, the brothers broke into a home on Birchwood Drive, and there were five people inside named Brad Haka. He was 27. Heather Mueller, she was 25. Aaron Sander was 29. Jason Beffert was 26, and his girlfriend, who was 25. Oh, so this is like roomie situation. Yeah, I'm not sure that they all lived there, but oh, okay. but they could have been roomies. And there was a dog. No. And the dog's name was Nikki. No. So the brothers rounded up all the people in the house, and then they robbed the house. hmm They found an engagement ring that Jason was planning to <gasps> give to his girlfriend. Oh, my God. How fucked up is that? That sucks. Imagine being the girlfriend, and she felt so like she was there, and they come out like, Oh, cool. I got an engagement ring. Like, oh, oh my God. That's so nice to hear. That's (laughs) mine.
1: Yeah.
0: Can I have it? I say yes. So then it gets pretty fucking bad. Oh, my God. So the brothers forced all five of the victims to strip naked and then bound them. No. And they repeatedly raped the women. (gasps) No! And forced the men to engage in sexual acts with the women. No! And the women with each other. Oh, my God. So pretty fucked up. I'm plugging my ears like that'll help. It won't help. Oh, my God. Then they took them to ATMs and had them empty their accounts, and they took the money that way. Uh-huh. They drove them all to a soccer field on the outskirts of town where they shot each one of them in the <gasps> back of the head, like, execution style, oh. one by one. Oh, my God. Why? You have everything. Just leave them right? Just fucking go. Oh, my God. Then they drove because they had hijacked jason's truck to do this uh-huh they drove jason's truck over their bodies <gasps> and left the scene why fucked up okay first of all i need to recap just a little bit okay because that's a lot of fucked up shit yeah it's really weird to me first of all it's weird that they're killing people but it's really weird to me that these brothers are making people do sexual acts together like that's your fucking brother you don't yeah. need to be doing that Yeah. I'm sure they partook in sexual acts together because they raped the girls, right? Well, yeah, they're at least... I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Like, why? That's fucking weird. That's gross. Yeah, that's your brother, dude. I don't know. Your dick should never be out in the same room if you're brothers. (laughs) Unless you're taking a piss. The bathroom is the (laughs) one exception. Unless you're taking a pick. And I was like, why? (laughs) Can you get the right angle for me? (laughs) unless Uh you're taking a piss and then you shouldn't be talking to each other and if you are no and it's different ways yeah exactly (laughs) i have a lot of rules in my head for dicks being out apparently (laughs) without even owning one (laughs) you're putting so many restrictions on them listen if people are gonna put restrictions on my bodies (laughs) there you go my bodies putting them on them (laughs) all right if my titties have to stay in these uncomfortable bras your dicks have to stay in your pants if you're in the same room as your brother (laughs) i feel like it's a fair compromise hard rule (laughs) yeah i don't know man it's Pretty fucked up. I just don't like it. God, those poor people. Yeah. So fucking twist. Okay. Jason's girlfriend survived (gasps) being shot in the head. No. Because she was wearing a metal hairbread. (gasps) Oh. And it deflected the bullet. Oh Oh, shit! She had someone fucking watching over her ass that day. Oh my god! Did they run her over too? Yeah. Yeah oh my god and that's the one that was going to propose to her right yeah <gasps> and it was her fian- well would be fiance's <gasps> truck that ran her over too that's so fucked up so you just witnessed Did all she- of your friends and your <gasps> boyfriend would have been fiance oh my get killed and everybody gets run over oh god holy shit yeah the brothers went back to the house, and they ransacked it some more. Okay. And... They went back to the fucking scene of the goddamn crime? Yep. idiots. Plug your ears. Oh, no, 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 because there's a dog. They beat the dog to death at the golf club. Why? The dog cannot identify them. Right? There is no reason to kill that dog. Why would they do it like that? I don't know. It's fucked oh, up. Oh, my God. That's Like, awful. what is going through a person's head at this mm, point? I hate Where you're it. like... This is the action that we should take. Oh, I fucking hate them. Yeah. There better be some awesome karma at the end of this goddamn story. So... I hope someone beats them with a fucking club. Right. During this time, Jason's girlfriend gets up and walks... oh, Naked. Oh, my God. To a house that was, like, a mile away. Holy it's shit. It's December in <gasps> Kansas. It's Ugh. snowing. Oh, my God. And one of the residents there saw her and called 911. So oh. she got rescued. Yeah. And she's alive. Oh, my God. She's like, oh, my whole fucking friend circle. Yeah. So the media picked up on the case pretty much right away. And a man who remembered seeing a truck that matched the description of Jason's truck, he saw it parked in his apartment complex. Okay. And he called the police. Good. And then another resident of that apartment complex recognized one of the brothers as someone they had helped carry a large screen TV to their room. Oh, shit. What the fuck? That's a TV they stole. Evidence. Yeah. So then... (laughs) This TV. (laughs) So then they went to this apartment complex, and they arrested Reginald Carr. And he was identified by Andrew Schreiber, who was the first guy that the brothers had robbed. Okay, wait. How did the media, or the police, or whoever put out this notice to say, look for these people? How did they know who the people were? Like, the brothers? Oh, well, the media was looking for Jason's truck. Oh, oh, okay. And then so, because of Jason's truck... people were like oh i helped a guy with that truck it was this guy yeah so now they have them identified okay okay so then during all this time jonathan carr was sleeping at his girlfriend's house and her mom came home and saw him on the couch and was like nope get the fuck out (laughs) yep and calls 911 and he had jason's engagement (gasps) ring with him stop it yeah no yeah no he wasn't gonna I mean he didn't get the chance to good so he attempted to run but was found by the police like shortly after <laughs> was she like i'm gonna call the police"? Uh, probably i can't oh. imagine her being quiet like the fuck are you doing here what a bad idea <laughs> so then both brothers were identified in a lineup by ann walenta who was the lady that they shot in her car oh wait she survived right before she succumbed to her injuries and died oh my god yeah how oh, fucked up. But she got to identify them. So thank God. I mean, one last act of like vengeance, I guess. Oh my God. So during the trial, a trauma surgeon reenacted the shooting of Ann Walenta. Ugh and apparently it was so graphic that one of the jurors fainted and had to go to the <gasps> hospital. Oh shit. Yeah, I wouldn't be a good juror for that. No. I have a very overactive imagination. Seriously, is this isn't even good to have a podcast with you? No, it's really not. <laughs> oh man. So then Jason's girlfriend was able to testify against the men and wow. they were convicted of multiple counts of kidnapping, robbery, rape, <gasps> four counts of capital murder. Oh. One count of first-degree murder and animal cruelty. Holy fucking shit. Right? According to Google. <laughs> <laughs> My sources tell me. <laughs> mm-hmm. My sources say first-degree murder is both intentional and premeditated, and capital murder is first-degree murder that is aggravated by special circumstances and can be punished by the death penalty. Oh, okay. I had to Google that because I was like, why did they get four counts of capital murder and one count of first-degree murder? Like, that doesn't yeah, make like, any what's sense the difference? to me? Yeah, exactly. I don't know the difference in any of it. I'm actually learning a lot. I've learned a lot from doing this podcast, too. (laughs) So the four people in the home were capital murder, and Ann's was first-degree murder. Why the difference? Because they were in their home? I have no idea. Interesting. But there is one, apparently. Because you can get the death penalty for it. Yeah. Good. So then the brothers were sentenced to death, as well as life in prison, in October of 2002. Mm -hmm. And then the laws in Kansas got a bit fucky. Was there some fuckery afoot? There was some fuckery afoot. (laughs) And in 2004, the Kansas Supreme Court overturned the state's death penalty law. And this means that the brothers and all the other inmates that were on death row moved back to, like, life in prison. Mm -hmm. Without the possibility of parole? I don't know. I would hope. I would hope so. If you were sentenced to death, I would hope that if you got moved to life in prison, you wouldn't get the possibility of parole. But I don't know that for a fact. But the attorney general appealed it to the supreme court and it was found constitutional so the car brothers and all the other inmates were returned to death row oh shit then oh my on, god <laughs> yeah then on july 25th 2014 the kansas supreme court overturned the death sentences against the car brothers because of trial judge error oh come on yeah and then the state attorney general appealed that to the high court, and in January of 2016, the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty of the brothers. <laughs> Stop it. Seriously. What a fucking emotional roller coaster ride for these assholes. Fucking right? Imagine being Jason's girlfriend. I know. Like, they're That's on true. death row. From, like, the not. victim side. But how fucked up is that? So they're on death row again, but oh my gosh i think they're still alive because i didn't does it... see anywhere that they had been executed but yeah how long does it take on death row it takes a while right i know it takes a really long time yeah unless you live in time. texas <laughs> yeah then they're just like express lanes <laughs> they're like uh did you say yes because the needle's in his arm <laughs> <laughs> well hope we got the warrant on that one i pushed the plunger sorry <laughs> god yeah but that's it so they're Lock. still on death row god and damn also holy shit my mom used to wear those hair all the time. She did. She would have lived. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know, man. What if she hadn't put that in that morning? How oh, fucked up? This podcast is going to give us so many complexes. Like, Seriously? we're going to have fucking metal barrettes all over <laughs> our hair. Seriously. <laughs> well, what if they shoot from this side? <laughs> Just walk around with a goddamn Kevlar vest and helmet. Yeah. <laughs> How, like, one in a million, though. That's insane. To be able to survive that. That's <gasps> fucking crazy. And then to be run over by a car. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that poor girl no Ugh. that's awful god yeah. damn god damn Melissa yeah god damn Melissa you Ugh. made me read that that's been in my head and I haven't been able to wait to share that with you because I want it out of my head yeah. and into your head yeah thanks, hey, thanks. you're welcome yeah thanks <laughs> that's all you got for me <laughs> yeah. also how fucking random it was yeah that's like the they scariest didn't part like plan any of this that is what scares me the most yeah that's crazy that's so crazy to me I, that's like my worst nightmare come no, true to be like thank you oh you've done literally nothing wrong and these people come in oh you're minding your own business mm, let me just fuck up your world real Not quick today yeah mm. assholes as i have fucking swat outside my house apparently i'm living next to some pretty seedy characters yeah, but... pointing guns at your husband yeah <laughs> <laughs> well fuck man goddamn yeah goddamn all right You ready for my goddamn story? I have never been more ready for anything in my life. Well, not my goddamn story, but my goddamn murder story. I'm ready for your goddamn murder story. All right. Well, let me tell it to you. All right. Lay it on me. Okay, so my story is about Rex Allen Krebs. Rex? Rex. Good name. This is actually the second killer that had the name Rex that I've covered. Oh. And both were listener suggestions. (gasps) So this is a listener suggestion. This is from Megan Garib. Sorry if I said your last name wrong. Garib yeah garib 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 Garib. maybe it's garib 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 what up megan okay so this all takes place in megan's hometown of san luis obispo in 1998 oh shoot yeah that's not too far from us no it's not by the way i love slow (laughs) we went there for a wedding like i don't know four years ago or whatever that place is so fucking beautiful okay so november 12th 1998 rachel newhouse who was a 20 year old junior at cal poly university oh okay. uh she was out having drinks with her friends at a local bar and grill that was called tortilla flats Ooh, sounds bomb i know i don't know if it's still there but god damn i want some tortillas <laughs> i want some fucking <laughs> chips and salsa i'm pregnant i, I want anything i have salsa <laughs> downstairs oh my me. god yeah what maybe fucking intermission we're gonna get down on some chips and salsa yeah Okay, so the friends arrive at about 11 p.m. at this bar and grill. Uh, First of all, I know I've said this before. (laughs) Every time. It's so late to go out. (laughs) Every time. That's because we go, like, right as the bar opens. (laughs) If you get there before 7, it's free cover. (laughs) And then we stay, like, well past the closing. Like, the lights come on, and we're like, oh, fuck. Why can I see everyone now? (laughs) I know, but it always feels like it goes so fast. It does. So you're right. 11 is far too late. Yeah. Anyway... (laughs) At midnight, Rachel and her roommate were seen outside of the women's restroom. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like they were kind of in like a heated argument or something. Oh, shit. This is her roomie? Yeah, her roomie. She's probably like, why did we get here so late? I don't even have that much time to dance or eat tortillas. (laughs) That's probably exactly what they're arguing about. That's what I would argue about. (laughs) I'm not fucking ready to leave in two hours. (laughs) I have so many more tortillas to eat. Stop the time. (laughs) That's what I have you around for. Yeah. Okay, so Rachel was visibly upset and drunk and decided to walk a two mile walk home alone. God, so she damn was it. like so pissed about the time <laughs> that she decided to go home alone. That is an awful idea, ladies. Terrible. And idea. men. But yeah, mostly ladies. All of her friends claim that this wasn't like her and it wasn't like it in the plans for the night for her to walk home or anything. Mm-hmm. Like they must have had rides or some shit and she had never done this before but evidently this night she got drunk she got pissed and she left i would do that
1: that's not far-fetched
0: i was gonna say uh, that's fucking me on fucking 10 o'clock news being like aaron would never do that aaron would never leave us but i've chased your ass down the (laughs) fucking street as you're pissed leaving and i'm like why are we mad i thought we're having fun (laughs) yeah so i guess it isn't that far-fetched but luckily not to throw shade on rachel's friends but luckily you have good friends who chase after you (laughs) that's true i do Or you have me. (laughs) I have you mostly, but I have other good friends that'll be like, hey, go get Stacey. (laughs) Erin's off her goddamn rocker again. (laughs) You can hate me all you want, but I'm going to drag your ass with me. Seriously. We're getting murdered together. Or fucking follow her. Like, if she's mad, just walk behind her. Yeah. They didn't do that. Yeah. (laughs) That sucks. The next day, Rachel was due for work at a local brewery, and she never shows up. Also, she wasn't home when her roommates got home and shit. So they get concerned, and they call the police. (laughs) you <laughs> I don't like this already. The roommates didn't come home and they're like, Oh, she left before us and then didn't fucking show up. We're gonna call the police. You didn't they didn't call the police? They like waited till morning and she They waited till she didn't show up at work and then her work people were probably like, Where is she? And they're like, Oh shit, oh shit, where is she? Uh maybe like her door was shut and they thought she was sleeping or something. Oh maybe. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, okay, so I would still check on you. Like, uh, hey, you cool? You throwing up in a bucket, you need me to put your hair up? What's going on? Yeah. (laughs) I'd put a trash can by your head. Yeah, you want some water? Here's some warm-ass Gatorade. Yeah. Because I (laughs) forgot to put it in the fridge. (laughs) Goddamn. Every time. Okay. So the police retrace her steps for that night, and they find that at some point on her walk home, she would have had to make a decision to either continue onto the road that she was on to Mm -hmm. get to her home, or she would have to cross a footbridge, which, if you live in San Luis Obispo, it was the Jennifer Street Bridge. And this bridge, I guess, crossed over some railroad tracks for pedestrians. Mhm. has always kind of seem sketch to me. Yeah. Like, oh, this fenced-in area that's the size of an alley. I'm going to walk over. Yeah, but mm. not sketch enough that you wouldn't cross one when you're drunk because we used to cross a little murder bridge every time we'd go drinking at that's the local true. bar. Also, I'm real brave when I'm drunk. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. not good. But, I mean, I had a pocket knife in my boot. <laughs> yeah, that we totally would have gotten out. <laughs> it said mean bitch on the knife. <laughs> It did. Okay, so so they check out both paths. And as the police go and investigate the bridge, they find a large amount of pooled blood at the top of the bridge. Ooh, And they also find blood trailing down the stairs of the bridge no. into the parking lot. No. And then the trail just stops. Oh, God. Into the parking lot? Yeah. No. Yeah. So investigators test the blood, which this is like in the... 90s, right? Yeah, 98. So DNA tests took a little while to come back, like a couple weeks. It wasn't like 24 hours. But they do determine that it's Rachel's DNA. Oh, God. So the blood amount on the bridge was like a significant amount, but it wasn't enough to indicate that she had died on the bridge. Okay. It's just that she was really injured. And the investigators suspect that Rachel was attacked on the bridge and then brought down the stairs and put into her abductor's vehicle and then taken to a second location. That's and, fucked up. Yeah. And that's, like, why the blood trail stopped. That's fucked up. Because that's where the person was parked. I don't like it. I know. So, after interviewing her. Uh, what yeah? fucking person is parking in a parking lot next to a footbridge and then walking up onto the footbridge? Like, you have a fucking vehicle. Person. Yeah, you don't need to be on a footbridge. Yeah, you're just going up there for nefarious activities. Indubitably. I don't like it. After interviewing everyone that the police could find to interview and processing the crime scene, investigators had zero leads as to who could have done this to Rachel. No. And they couldn't find Rachel either. There had already been a string of abductions in San Los Obispo, so the police were like getting worried that they had a serial attacker on their hands. And they were like, fuck, man, we got to, like, figure this shit out. (laughs) Because a similar disappearance had occurred two years prior in 1996 when another Cal Poly student named Kristen Smart had attended a party by herself. I guess she had, like, kept trying to get her friends to go with her to this party, but they all wouldn't go. And so she went by herself, and she got too drunk, and at 2 a.m., she was passed out on the front lawn. Oh, God. Sounds like a fun party. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Two of the partygoers saw that she was too drunk and like crashed on the front lawn and so they decided to help her walk back towards campus where her dorm was Mm -hmm. and along the way they run into a fellow cal poly student and his name was paul flores aka chester the molester that was his fucking nickname and they were like, you're in good hands. Well, I guess Paul convinced Chester. <laughs> I don't know how this, re- like, your name isn't even fucking close to Chester. Well, probably because he's a fucking creep. And people were like, you know, <laughs> yeah. rhymes with molester? <laughs> Chester. Call well, him that because yeah. he molests people. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what they did. So Paul convinces the other two people that he'll take care of Kristen from here. Like, I got it from here. God, and, that's fucked up. And they were like. But they probably didn't know that was his nickname. I right? guess, Maybe. I don't know. Everything just said, like, he was known as Chester the Molester. And I'm like, mm. but if I were, like, here to walk someone home, I'd follow it through. Yeah, I don't think I would, like, pass off the no. torch. I don't think I would. I Especially guess like to a dude. I guess if you're drunk, too, though, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because it was the two, the couple, like, taking her home. It was a guy who had found her on the lawn. Mm-hmm. And then he enlisted, like, his friend of a, that was a chick. Like, mm-hmm. hey, can you help me? Because there's this drunk girl. Yeah. (laughs) Which is smart on the guy. Yeah, you don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. Okay, so they let Chester the molester take Kristen, and that was the last time that she was ever seen. Oh, my God. So the police send cadaver dogs to search the campus, and the cadaver dogs hit on Paul's dorm Uh room and on his mattress. Oh, no. And Paul denies ever knowing anything about Kristen's disappearance, and he gets himself a lawyer who advises him to practice his fifth amendment right to, like, you know, not fucking say shit. And he won't answer any of the questions for the cops. So there's, like, a bunch of interviews, and they're like, hey, do you know what happened? And he's like, I'm gonna exercise my fifth amendment right and wave, whatever, you know, not talk. Yeah. So... The cops never had anything to charge Paul with Kristen's disappearance or anything. And the case just went cold. So two years ago, this thing happened. And Paul was never charged. So he was still out and around. Paul was never charged. He's still walking around. And everyone's like, hey, remember two years ago how this exact same thing happened? It's fucking Chester the molester. Maybe we should, like, go check him out. He probably fucking took Rachel. Yeah. And so... The San Luis Obispo police are like, uh, we can't link this to him in any way. They, like, interview him and everything, and they can't link it, and they can't figure out who the fuck did it. And so they're like, yo, FBI, we need a little help. So they call in the FBI. Mm-hmm. And they want to get a psychological profile on the kind of guy that they should be looking for or dealing with to see, like, does this profile match with Paul? Does the, who should we even be looking for? Like, what kind of guy would do this? Yeah. So they Which? Have, awesome job i would love to do that i know i feel like i would speculate too wildly though that i might lead them in the wrong direction i feel like every person that i profiled would be like he's 30 to 40 (laughs) a loner probably has a mustache lives with his parents or alone he likes butter pecan ice cream (laughs) (laughs) it would just all be the same guy (laughs) (laughs) he thinks he's burt reynolds he has 80s glasses (laughs) the round ones (laughs) A bowl and cut and a mustache. Tented. Yellow. Yeah, <laughs> he wears button-up shirts, short sleeves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is white. <Dwight. laughs> he has a beet farm. <laughs> exactly. Oh god. And they'd be like, "That's what you said for the last one." And I'd be like, "Did you find him?" Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the same guy. Yeah. Okay, so the FBI comes in and they say that likely it's a male and it was a sexual attack, and. I mean, they don't have any evidence of this, but they're saying, like, the two women who were abducted and everything, it's probably sexually related, like, yeah. motivated. And maybe he's, like, a drug or alcohol abuser because of the risk that he took, like, in attacking Rachel in On public. bridge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, like, if you were in your right mind, you would have fucking planned that a little better and not in public. Or so. just, like, not done it. But yeah, 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 that too. By the way. Um, he didn't kill her right away, so likely you're dealing with, like, a sexual sadist. And so he committed the crime to But like, also, that much blood, he might have... She might have been knocked out and he might have thought she was dead. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But they were thinking, like, okay, he, like, wants to rape this girl, so he, like, knocks her out and then takes her to, Home. like, needs some privacy now. Yeah. And so he takes her away so that he can do his fucking... Dirty stuff. Yeah. Deed. While this investigation is going on for Rachel's disappearance... And they don't have any leads, but they get this, like, FBI profile, right? So they're Mm -hmm. looking around. It's four months after Rachel's disappearance, and another woman goes missing. No! Yes. So this is a 20-year-old woman named Andrea Crawford. And she was a devoted student who got amazing grades and loved animals. And she never partied, and she lived, like, a really low-risk lifestyle. She was just, like, a good little student. No! Yep. And on March 11th, 1999... Andrea was studying in her room of her apartment where she lived alone. Oh, fuck. Yep. This is where the complex comes in. Yeah, seriously. Get roommates, people. <sighs> so, apparently, she... we can have to wear metal berets and never live alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah. I could live my life like that happily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, she goes to bed, and she's awoken by the sound of a crash, and her cat letting out this like god awful meow that sounded like a fucking scream or something oh god and so she realizes that the sound is coming from her bathroom and she goes to investigate like what the fuck is this she goes in the bathroom and is immediately attacked and (gasps) knocked unconscious no and then taken from her apartment oh my god yeah was there a window in the bathroom i'll tell you okay The following day, Andrea's mom was trying to get in contact with her and couldn't get a hold of her, so she called the police and was like, hey, can you go check on my daughter because she's not answering her phone? I can't get a hold of her. Can you do a wellness check? Yeah. The police go in, and Andrea's not answering her door or anything, so they break into the apartment, and it looks like the apartment is untouched, like no scuffle or anything happened, until they go into the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And that's where they find a small two-foot-by-six-inch bathroom window had been like broken into it was wide open and andrea's blood was splattered in various locations in the bathroom oh my god like a god. struggle had taken place there no yeah a two foot by six inch window yeah like the tiny bathroom window that you feel like you could leave open and no one could ever get in there so yeah, whatever for sure and i think they said it was like 10 feet off the ground or something so oh you my feel god. like it's high enough that you're like yeah you'd need a fucking chair or something what a like, fucking crazy person right so they search her place, and they find that two pillowcases were missing, a bunch of VHSs and cassettes, and a VCR was missing. That's weird. Along with Andrea's car keys, which had a magic eight-ball keychain, uh-huh. they were missing as well. Okay. So they find Andrea's car in the in the parking lot, and in there is her purse. So it's clear to investigators that she wasn't, like, a runaway. and yeah. And the person didn't take... Her car then they didn't take her car but they took her keys and so they thought maybe that her abductor had taken her keys as kind of like a trophy oh it's fucked up yeah because it's such an odd thing like okay vcrs and cassettes maybe they're like fucking selling them on the black market in fucking 99 but <laughs> in the swap meets yeah yeah but the random car keys and not taking the car they were like that's odd that's a trophy yeah especially if it had a keychain on it yeah all right i gotta get rid of all my keychains Yeah, you have some pretty fucking unique ones. I have a lot of (laughs) keychains. So, and like one key. (laughs) Yeah, Brandon won't carry my keys. It's like it's like a goddamn janitor. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh god. So all the cases involved like very similar victim profiles of young college students who even looked similar. And ew, was he like stalking her? So all the evidence was pointing towards like a serial attacker. Oh, I don't like it. And the pressure was on for the cops to, like, get this guy before he struck again. Right? Because people are freaking the fuck out right now. Yeah. So the police or the DA, I don't know which one, they put out a notice or published an article or something like that stating the similarities of the cases and the profile of their quote-unquote guy. Mm -hmm. You know, like, "Mm, we're looking for this person, saying likely the perpetrator has a history of attacking women and abusing drugs, Mm -hmm. and they also think that he keeps trophies of his victims like the eight ball keychain so they're like look out for this guy because this sounds like a serial thing here's his habits that you would be looking for if you have a case similar to this let us know that's scary crazy right so a local parole officer his name is David Saragossa he heard of the missing women cases and immediately thought of his parolee 33 year old Rex Allen Krebs Oh, Jesus. I guess Rex had a history of violence towards women and had served time for two specific incidences of terrorizing women 12 years prior. He had served time already? Yes. And that's why he was on parole. Yeah. Why (laughs) would you let these people out on parole? I'll tell you why. If at one point you're like, that sounds just like this guy who's on parole. That person (laughs) should never be on parole. (laughs) I agree. So here's what happened. Okay. Okay on may 24th 1987 so this is what happened 12 years prior to get rex in prison okay or jail or wherever the fuck he went for the shit shelly crosby a 21 year old divorced mother came out to a restaurant and she passed rex on the street when she was heading home and he tried to get her attention like cat called at her or whatever and she ignored him and mm-hmm. this pissed rex off and so he's so fucking scary i know i know yep you know how many people i've ignored in my life i know because it's fucking scary (laughs) creepy yeah yeah so she ignores him this pisses him off so he follows her home and i guess shelly's kids were like with a sitter or something and her roommate wouldn't be back till 6 Mm a.m so this isn't a good sign no shelly walks into her empty house and goes to bed while rex decides to wait outside in his car for 45 minutes okay she didn't know she had been followed no she had no idea oh what a fucking creep yeah later shelly was woken by rex because he had put her his fucking hand over her mouth nope and she says that like okay she could smell like a lot of cigarettes and booze and everything oh i hate it and she felt a blade against (gasps) her neck no yeah and so he tied her up and raped her repeatedly oh fuck that until he heard the roommate's car return so this is like hours right oh my god he leaned over her and whispered in her ear have a nice day and then he fled what a fucking creep i'm gonna throw up everywhere Okay, so oh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. It really does. I really don't like rape, and we've done a lot of rape cases lately. So we're gonna I have to don't pick some know towns. that anyone does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so three weeks later, Anishka Constantine was sleeping in her home next to her seven-year-old daughter in bed. No, when she was awoken by a crash, and Rex was in her room, <gasps> so he pointed a screwdriver at the edge of her eye. fucked up and was like i'm gonna rape you i don't know what he said but you know intentions you get it Mm -hmm. you know what's happening it was the implication yep and so the seven-year-old started freaking the fuck out naturally yeah and anishka offers money or anything that the guy wants like just leave us alone take my money take whatever you want please just don't hurt us yeah and rex replied i want you ew yeah and so anishka tells her seven-year-old daughter to hide under the bed like while this shit's going on oh my god i would at least send her to the bathroom but now oh my god i don't even want to think about it anyway so while the seven-year-old's under the bed she finds a phone under there oh shit and she tries to call nine one one, but the phone is fucking dead no but this is like nine or 80 something so i'm imagining it's not a cell phone it must be like a A landline so did he cut the line or something (gasps) i don't know why would there be a hooked up landline under the bed though i was thinking maybe it was like on the nightstand and got knocked over or something oh I was thinking, like, it was probably the old one, and they just pushed it under the bed to be like, that's where we store stuff. Maybe. Oh, that poor little girl. Yeah. Okay, so Rex started to unzip Anishka's pants, and she convinces Rex that they should go into another room because of the seven-year-old daughter. And as they're walking in the hall, she sees a knife on his belt loop, and she fucking swats it off at him. She's like, ta And, like, flings the knife <laughs> off. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I have some pretty sweet moves over here. Yeah. <laughs> I reenacted it. it. Yeah, you did. there um, was like karate coming out of nowhere. <laughs> you don't even want to see my high kick.
1: <laughs> Damn,
0: a... good on her though. I'd yeah. be fucking terrified. Okay. I don't know that I'd have like the fucking gut steady hands. Uh, yeah. To pull off a procedure like <laughs> yeah. that. No, I wouldn't either. I'd be like, blah! <laughs> yeah. Screw myself more. And then he'd be like, why did you hit me? Like, <laughs> Jesus, do you have epilepsy? <laughs> I don't even want you anymore. <laughs> Okay, so they struggle for the knife because she knocks it off onto the ground. They struggle for it, and she gets it. Oh, my God. And she stabs at him, <gasps> but it hits him right where his belt buckle is, and it doesn't stab through. Son of a bitch. Oh, this is my worst nightmare. And so Rex gets pissed and starts hitting her over the head, oh like God. onto the wall, like hitting her head onto the wall. Yeah. And somehow she manages to escape him. Oh, my God. And runs outside and gets her neighbor's attention. Jesus. And so Rex obviously flees, but Anishka and her daughter got a good enough look at him that they could positively ID him in a lineup. So that's how he got caught. And, and then they were like, yeah, parole's fine. Oh, here it comes. Okay. So he admits to the rape of Shelly and the attempted rape of Anishka. How fucking awesome is it that she didn't get raped? Yeah, seriously. Oh my God. Okay, anyway, so... And in exchange, he got a plea deal where he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Okay. I was going to say his motherfucker better not have gotten off. But Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like someone should stab his eyes out and cut his penis off. But 20 years. Okay, I'll okay. take it.
1: Yeah. So
0: after a 10-year stint, he was released on parole for good behavior and because the prisons were too full. Oh, so my God. So they were like, God. he's a model prison inmate, so we're going to let him go because we fucked don't have any up. room for him. So this is where the parole officer, David Zaragoza, he was assigned to Rex because yeah. he's on parole, right? You know why he was a model prisoner is because there was no one there to rape. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Isn't this that something? Up. I don't like it. Maybe you should consider the crime before you consider if he's model or not. Like, oh, yeah. this person keeps torturing animals, but he hasn't tortured animals in 10 years since he's been here. Well, yeah, because it's prison and there's no animals. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So the parole officer is all suspicious of Rex and he decides to pay him a surprise visit at his home because he's like "Mm, this matches your fucking profile yeah let me see what the fuck you're doing over here so when he gets to rex's home he finds rex wearing a back brace around his ribs and he's in pain Mm -hmm. and rex said that he had fallen off a four foot retaining wall into a pile of wood like i guess he had firewood stacked around this wall okay but the parole officer didn't see any other injuries like scratches or anything on his arm to indicate that he had fallen into firewood like you'd be scratched up a little bit or something and the officer had recalled like obviously he's recounting this later but he had recalled that as a kid he would get locked out of his own home sometimes and he would have to like break into his own house and he would always do it through this small window and every time he would do it he would always hurt his ribs squishing through Ooh! so he was like hey this case had a bathroom window you're saying your ribs hurt you're saying it's because of this other injury. I don't see anything to corroborate your story, so... this fucked up. Yeah. So. Good on this fucking cop, though. Dude, right? He's officer. Give this guy a raise. Seriously. So the officer passes along his concern to the sexual predator unit. I guess they have one of those. Okay. <laughs> and they go and investigate Rex. And they pay him a surprise visit, and they search his home. And they don't really find anything from, like, the missing women, but they do find some BBs. And Rex admits to owning a BB gun, which violates his parole. Okay. There's, like, a little more to the story. They, like, find the BBs, and he says, oh, yeah, I have a gun at work. And then they, like, ransack his work a couple days later, and they find the BB gun. hmm And so then they arrest him because you're not allowed to have a fucking BB gun. Okay. And after they arrest him, they search his home for a second time. And that's when they, like, do a deeper search. Yeah. And they find Andrea's stolen VHS tapes. Ooh. And a wooden box with receipts from a lumberyard that he worked at, and on those receipts had like women's names and addresses. Mm. And these women were like customers of the lumberyard, no. so it must have been like he got their addresses through their like system, you know? Yeah. And also, they find Andrea's eight-ball keychain. No. Yep. So when they search in a crawl space under his house or under his porch or wherever the fuck his crawl space was located, uh huh. Uh, they find a truck jump seat, like a removable seat from the back of a truck. Okay. Like cab area, you know, those like foldy-uppy ones that yeah, yeah, suck. Yeah, The little ones. Yeah. So they find one of those, and it has blood on it. So they like send it to the lab to get it analyzed to see whose DNA it is. Yeah. And it tests positive as Rachel Newhouse's. Oh, Which fuck. is the first girl, the drunk girl that was walking home. Yeah. Over the footbridge. So when he was interrogated, Rex... Eventually admits to the murders of both Rachel and Andrea, and he gives the details on how he did it. Oh, my God. So, the night that Rachel Newhouse was walking home from the bar, alone and drunk, he was driving in his truck after having six fucking shots of whiskey. Okay. And First of all, shouldn't drive drunk. Yeah. Second uh, of all, shouldn't do anything else like attack women. Yeah. <laughs> can you just stay home and drink if yeah. you're going to be a fucking... Asshole crazy, about it? Yeah, crazy alcoholic. <laughs> if you're going to be a dick, can you just stay home, please? <laughs> So he saw her, he saw Rachel walking as she was heading for, like, the footbridge and everything, and he could tell that she was, like, drunk. I guess she was stumbling. Yeah. And so he decided to pull ahead and parked his truck in the parking lot, and he grabbed a fucking scream mask. <gasps> First of all, who has that in their truck? But you know those, like, melty yeah. skeleton-looking face ones? I was yeah. like, ah! Anyway. Uh, well, this is, like, when fucking scream came out, is it? It was. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so he had a screen mask, and he put it on, and he waited for her on the goddamn bridge. That's fucked up, right? I would shit myself. I would fucking shit myself so hard. Ugh, that's Ooh. poor fucking girl. Yeah, so he saw her coming, gets up on the bridge, ambushes her when she shows up, and beats her in the face until she's knocked out. And then he puts her in the back of the cab of the truck and ties up her hands oh god and then he takes her to the second location like he pulls over to some remote area to tie up her legs Mm -hmm. i don't know why he did it later because she wasn't awake yet or anything and so then he decides to take her to this abandoned a-frame cabin Uh that wasn't too far from his home where she eventually regains consciousness and he untied her legs and raped her (gasps) And shoved her underwear in her mouth and then like tied a rope around it and like hog tied her and shit. Oh fuck, I don't like it. I know. And then left her tied up. I should have put like a massive fucking trigger warning that this is about rape. But I yeah. that's like probably the most detailed I'm not going into fucking rape details. Anyway, so he leaves her there and he goes home. And oh then... that's awful. He leaves her there? Yeah. And then... well, she was alive? Yeah. And he's like, I'll fucking come back in the morning. I don't know what his goddamn plans were. Oh, my God. I remember reading somewhere that he came back like 20 minutes later or a short time later. Like, he was like, I just can't leave her there. And so he went back. So I don't think he waited till morning or anything. Supposedly, it was like fucking, I don't know, not that long later. He comes back to her. And when he returns, he says that he found her dead because she had died from like trying to escape and ended up strangling herself with the fucking ropes he had tied on her oh my god so i don't know if she was those ropes were tied to something also well it was probably like if you hog tie and then to your neck or something like if you were to put your legs straight i read a book it was a bad book okay so it explains how that would happen yeah oh god okay so that happened And so, he took her body and buried her in a grassy knoll on his property. On his fucking property. Mm, that's fucked up. On his property. This poor fucking girl. I know. So, as for Andrea Crawford, the lady in the apartment, he had staked her out specifically. Like, I'm going for her for some reason. Yeah. And he had cased her apartment four to five times before he had actually attacked her. This isn't just a drunk whim. No. No, 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 no. This was very planned. And so he waited for her to go to sleep and put pantyhose over his face to like distort how he looked. Ugh, I don't like it. That's I know so fucking creepy. I know. And then when he saw that she had gone to sleep, he began checking all of the windows and doors to see if they were unlocked. Mm-hmm. And all of them were locked, except for that small two foot six inch bathroom window, which he opened and decided to squeeze into. But he hurt himself doing so, exactly how that parole officer had said that Jesus. he remembered doing it as a kid he like hurt himself and so rex crashed to the ground as he was like climbing in and that's the noise that woke andrea and the cat screeched because it was in the bathroom and it was like what the fuck is this like scared the shit out of the cat so rex attacked her right when she came in until she was like knocked out like just started beat like he didn't I couldn't find anything that he brought a weapon. It was like he just beat the shit out of these people. Oh, my God. And he worked in construction, so he was, like, strong. And the, I'll put a picture up on our website, but there's one where he's, like, posing, and he's got a lot of fucking muscles. So uh, you don't want to get hit by this guy. I'm sure it doesn't take creep. much. So he attacks her until she's knocked out, and then he hog ties her and put duct tape over her mouth. And grabbed the two pillowcases and filled one with all the VHS and shit that he stole. Yeah. And then he put the other over Andrea's head. And then he throws her over her shoulder, which I don't know how you do that when you hogtie someone. And he takes her to his truck. And on the way out the door, he sees her keychain and grabs the eight ball keychain as a trophy. He admits to doing that. Like, I did that because this was, like, my, my conquest, my, like, what I was going to save. That's fucked up. It's so gross. It's so gross. Also, how two questions before i go any further mm-hmm. how can you knock someone out throw them over your shoulder and take them to your car twice and not one person saw this shit seriously and not one person was like what the fuck is going on here yeah well i guess it was the middle of the night though yeah and if she That's didn't true. like have a chance to scream or anything the neighbors might not have heard oh my god okay. but it was an apartment complex yeah Or it might have been a condo. It was some sort of, like, kind of tight quarter livings, though. Yeah. Okay, so. He brings her back to his house, where he rapes and sodomizes her repeatedly. Uh. Until he gets tired. And then he goes downstairs and falls asleep on the couch and leaves her tied up on the bed. That's fucked up. But she's alive still. So she manages to escape her restraints. (gasps) she doesn't have her glasses or her contacts in so she can't see shit oh no and so she's coming down the stairs and she makes a noise and it wakes up rex who's on the couch just downstairs and he's like oh fuck she's seen my face now i have to kill her (gasps) and so he grabs a rope and strangles her to death oh my god that's fucking terrible so she hadn't seen him though because she was she can't see yeah yeah fucking right man oh that's awful it's so awful so rex buried andrea 20 feet from his goddamn bedroom window in his yard what a fucking creep that's so creepy all right so he was sent to trial because this guy did all the shit right yeah and he admitted to it in the interrogation so he was sent to trial and on may 11th 2001 he was sentenced to death and he is currently on death row in california's san quentin state prison california has death penalty i guess so I had no idea. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's like one of those, like, we've taken it away and we've given it back so many times that we just don't know where it stands anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's grandfathered in. <laughs> it's fucking Verizon wireless for prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me. I want unlimited data. <laughs> we'll grandfather you in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so our listener, Megan, who suggested the case, mm-hmm. she said that she lived in Slow at the time that rex had worked in construction and shit fuck that and that the dude worked on the house of a guy she was dating at the time (gasps) like she would come visit her boyfriend and there would be rex hammering away like no yeah what the fuck and he also lived like really close to a family that she used to babysit for like in the same fucking what canyon fuck? or some shit and so she was like i could have been one of those girls that's so fucked up isn't that crazy he saw your face oh my god he saw your face megan he saw your face megan oh cool. that's so creepy well we're glad that he didn't get you yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> fuck, i'm man. glad they didn't get anyone else but yeah. especially you megan <laughs> <laughs> fuck anyway that's my goddamn story Goddamn. fuck man god that is so scary i don't like these rape ones, guys no but that was really interesting yeah <laughs> i guess she had also said that one of the victims that he because i'm sure there was a lot more victims than what he admitted to or anything, yeah of course there was like a slew of this shit going on but one of the victims that he had singled out he found her through his work like he had done like installed a skylight or some shit at her house god and then that's how he like was, was like, like that's I'm gonna, gonna get her. her i didn't find that in anything but maybe megan remembers that from like fucking news reports when it was actually happening oh how god. terrifying what if like all of a sudden on the news it was like there's a serial rapist right in your neighborhood no yeah fuck that no shit. that's why i have carl carl's so dangerous yeah he's so sleepy right now he is a sleepy boy anyway god that's fucking terrifying that's yep. gonna give me nightmares i know man and then okay so i was a single mom yesterday because lee wasn't around and so going to bed because i had just researched this the night before going to bed i was like uh there better not be fucking someone hiding in my house or staking outside my house so I was like walking around making sure all the goddamn windows were locked seriously Ooh, freaky have all your blinds closed all day yeah then we have one of those like keypad entry into your house thinking beep beep bloop bleep you know yep. to, to open the door and so the whole time I'm laying in bed I'm like did I just hear it is someone trying to figure out the code like I was tripping myself out oh, so bad that really should have been my goddamn <laughs> <laughs> but alas I am safe yeah well thank god yeah yeah you know I don't know what I would do without you yeah I know oh <gasps> what we <Oui? laughs> <laughs> I thought you were on the same page because you looked as excited as me we have a goddamn this week a we listener do have goddamn, a goddamn. <gasps> let's do it oh my god let's I'm fucking so excited. do it and then let's listen to the goddamn yeah joke never gets old <laughs> <laughs> so this week's goddamn is brought to us by Stuart walker <gasps> isn't he in the uk isn't he's that in he the said? fucking uk are oh you excited oh my god i hope there's an accent okay i don't know why you said it like that creeper because i'm a creep you are creep. not as much as the creeps in our fucking podcast no, but no you just saved everybody from me singing another song yeah. <laughs> okay here we go Stuart walker one of our newest listeners and we're so fucking pumped to hear your goddamn I said goddamn. <laughs> oh my god it's perfect <laughs> oh this the most beautiful goddamn ever God. I love it. I fucking love these. We need more of these people. We really do. They literally make my life complete. I Holy know. Holy shit. That was awesome, Stuart. Thanks, Stuart. Welcome to the fucking club. Yeah. Stu. Can we call you Stu? He probably <laughs> fucking hates that. He's <laughs> like, no, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. That's my name is Stuart. <laughs> oh, you are amazing. Yes, thank you so yeah. much. And now we have more listeners, so maybe some other people will also be amazing and send them in. Yes, please. Guys. Yes, I'm and looking gals. at you. Mostly I'm talking at you. <laughs> Because we have a captive fucking audience. Yeah. <clears> Haha, <throat> <laughs> suckers. Also, we should. We haven't had shout outs in forever. We should give a couple shout outs. Oh, we should. Yeah. Okay, so there's a lot on Twitter. You guys are fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Uh. Josh P. Yeah, what's up, Josh? Yes, Josh P. from fucking Twitter. You rock. Yeah, you do. Hell yeah, you rock. Ernesto. What's up, dude? What's up? And Brazen Lisa. What's up, girl? Shayna from Twitter. Oh, what's up, Shayna? These people are fucking awesome. They're all fucking binging and then tweeting at us and we love it hell yeah oh and we got facebook peeps bell oh my god i love her name <laughs> oh i can't even okay i can say her last name bell dombrowski 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 that's how i, would I should say it. be able to say it because my last name has a ski at the end too yeah <laughs> but hell yeah bell welcome to the club i love your name <laughs> like i love i want to have a baby girl so i can name her bell oh but you're gonna have a boy look there she goes the girl (laughs) i won't i won't sing beauty and the beast please or will i that's her jam summer woods yeah stephanie barrios we got some awesome reviews on itunes wacky and then a bunch of numbers (laughs) (laughs) i won't read them all off and spooky mitch it's probably spooky mike michelle spooky mish spooky mish spooky mish (laughs) yeah but we've been getting reviews and you guys are so awesome and please rate and review us some more we love seeing them yes 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 if we missed anyone it's not because we don't fucking love you to death it's because we didn't write this shit down as it was happening and now we're trying to go back through history and remember and we suck at life that's true (laughs) but if we didn't shout you out and you feel you deserve it you just fucking send us another email and we will make sure that you get your goddamn shout out Mm -hmm. or a handwritten letter Ooh, to P.O. Box 2764 Spring Valley, California 91979 Mm -hmm. and is it Samantha that's going to send us something? She said she mailed us something? I I think so too. I'm on the lookout girl. Ooh girl. Yeah. Get it. You best believe. Also follow us on social media. We're at ISGD Podcast and that's on Twitter, Facebook and now Instagram. Yeah. We're joining the the rest of the world in social media here. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Check out our website, isgdpodcast.com, for pictures related to our cases. You can fucking get in contact to us there. We also have links to our merch and all this other cool shit. Hell yeah. Stop on by. The water's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy. And very exciting. Drum roll. We are going to start a Patreon. That was my thunder thighs slapping together. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Start a Patreon. It made a very accurate drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) I've practiced. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to start a Patreon, and so we'll have, um, like, bonus episodes for you guys. If you want to do that, we will... I think we want to try and get it up by... April 1st yeah and I think we're gonna like ease on into the Patreon pool because we want to do this right we haven't really looked into the Patreon thing too much other than I researched a case for it (laughs) researching a case and we set up an account so (laughs) so we're on it we'll figure that out but we're shooting for early April and that'll be really exciting. So. Yes. So keep an eye out for that shit on social media. And also, we'll probably be blasting it on the next episode as long as we have it all set up and ready to rock. True. Also, one of the fun things we wanted to do it was Aaron's idea for the Patreon is to come up with like a little QA sesh. Oh, yeah. After we like read our little story. So if you guys want to ask us any questions, send us some goddamn emails. Yeah. can contact us how it write us longhand write us we don't care send us any question it could be about cases it could be personal questions it could be fucking like it could be advice on your relationship fucking... it might not be good advice but we'll give you advice yeah oh wouldn't that be fun if people asked advice from us oh my god hell yeah we are not qualified for that shit uh yeah huge disclaimer we're not qualified for anything like that but no. we will give you our opinions yep we share well <laughs> so you know if you ever wanted an opinion from two fucking basic southern california girls (laughs) you got it (laughs) (laughs) who cuss like sailors and love beer that's true we do those things yes so we would love if for the first episode when we record it we have a couple of listener questions that'd be so fucking fun so send them to us yeah anyway we love you guys please subscribe rate and review us send us some love letters yep Do all of the things, and we appreciate the fuck out of you. Love you guys so goddamn much. And don't get raped or murdered, please. Enjoy your week. Bye. Bye. Adios, turd nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Mixed Media Forest Podcast.
1: Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast. The podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing.